Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Station. George. High off the window. No, you can't tap the hole. Minnesota coming off a nice win against Milwaukee. Saw that lifted back in three by Anthony Edwards. This is Dirt and Sprague. He's been held to seven. Watches up the shot short. He could. Oh, come on. Come on. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Wendy has played 25 minutes. There's the block, the 10th block. The sell, the three doesn't go. And Wemby underneath. Wembenyama, 27-14. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Swag, how we feeling? Uh, I had a, it was a bit of a uh, post Super Bowl <laughs> letdown last night. Quite frankly, I was looking for some sports. The Kraken are uh, are toiling right now on the East Coast after the All Star break. They cannot uh, seem to find consistent scoring. Uh, their special teams is having some issues. They are uh, they are they are not in a playoff position. It's not a good thing. The Blazers are the Blazers. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sort of searching a little bit. I'm actually uh, excited to uh, see if Tiger can actually play on Thursday. He's going to tee it up. He introduced his uh, new own clothing line yesterday. Not sure if you saw that. Sunday Red? Yes. I saw it. Yeah, Tailor-made company backing that he's got there. Yeah, yeah so I think he's going to play Tailor-made clubs now. Hasn't he played Tailor-made for a while? I was under the impression he I was guess just so. clubs. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he's been a sponsor. But I think they're all one happy family now. I think you summed it up at the beginning of everything you said when you went, ah, yeah, ah. I gotta, and now you know I gotta do laundry tonight, pack, and uh, on the on the road again tomorrow. The travel schedule for the pilots and conference has been the worst in it, just in terms of just the back and forth. Yeah, it's insane. This year's been the worst. What's that about? Uh, they are trying to maximize the TV value of Gonzaga and St. Mary's and whoever. So mm. rather than having traditional travel partners, everything's all split up. So we had, I think we had four or five straight weeks where we had split weeks. So we had one game at home and one game on the road in the same week. 
That's a weird schedule yes. to have. It's rough. If Washington, especially because Portland is the only school. Well, no, Gonzaga's there, but they charter because they have boosters out the wazoo. So Portland has to get on a plane for every single opponent. There's four schools in the Bay Area. There's three schools in Southern California. So if they play each other, they can mm. bust to those games. I was going to ask you uh, when Washington State and Oregon State are in that conference next year, and if Washington State keeps their coach, are they the favorite? Uh, they're right up there with Gonzaga. Yeah, they're probably in that running, right? Yeah. St. Mary's. That guy's good. Kyle Smith, former, well, he's coming back to the conference, so he was at San Francisco. Yeah, I hope I hope nobody takes him. I hope he's happy with it, but I could also see him saying, wait a minute, I left the WCC for the Pac-12, and now I'm back in the WCC? Yeah. I could understand the reason to leave, but he's got a good thing going over there in Pullman. does have a good thing going. Um... Well, yeah, I'm kind of with you. So I'm a little road weary. I'm very happy the last two weeks of the regular season the pilots are home. At least you don't have to travel. So I don't have to travel. Yeah, that's the that's the positive. Yeah. It might be the only positive, but that's the positive. Yeah. Not the greatest team this year. Uh, it's been a struggle at times, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. I uh, I have found that I fill my void yesterday with NBA basketball and it was a good NBA night home renovation oh what's your latest uh, DIY project well I've been working really hard on trying to to convert my garage into the ultimate man cave okay and if you open my garage right now at this moment you'd go what have you done ah but it's one of those like well it's like most house building projects is there's so much behind the scenes work and the infrastructure and all the stuff that's behind the walls. Well my problem is crap. I don't know about you. You may not have this problem because Oh no, I've got crap. Yo, yeah. Yeah, but like I have way too much crap. Well, I know. Well, you've got little kids still. Yeah, but Mine's some of that gone. is it's self-inflicted crap. It's like, hey, ah. here's a sleeping bag from 2009. Why yeah. do I still have this? I don't know. You're still going camping? You go uh, camping, don't you? Uh, we've we've made a vow to our oldest because she, well, our youngest likes it too, to go camping more. We we camp usually once a year. I'm, uh, I'm not a camping guy. Uh, no, I did all of that in my youth. I was a Boy Scout for six months. Um, it was. I'm not. I don't like sleeping in tents. I don't yeah, like I how did, dirty I did. All I that. feel. We did hiking and the whole bit. I mean, I places up in Mount Hood National Forest, and oh, it was yeah. like, no, if you didn't pack it in, it wasn't coming. It was like a seven mile hike into this place. And it was. Oh, you went like deep camping. Yeah. You went off. The, okay. You went off, off. Off, camping. off. There, it wasn't drive up and unload your crap and there's a picnic table and a cover or whatever. And a no. fire pit. Yeah. No. We went a few times. There's this lake up there, Square Lake. It was gorgeous. Um, went with our neighbors and yeah, but you had to pack everything in. You had the old little, uh, little pump propane oh, yeah. stove. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yep. I've thought about doing that, but ultimately I've decided that I'm just not, not built all for it. It's not cracked up to be. Why? Well, you know, I don't know about everybody else because some people love to camp. I don't. I but I, I don't did like all to that. not shower. That bothers me. I go a day and a half without showering. I feel gross. I just I, I need to get in yeah. a hot thing of water and wash everything off. 
Yeah, there was, it was not hot. The only thing that was hot was the temperature. It was in July, but the lake was like 40 degrees. Yeah, that water doesn't really But that up. water was pure. Like you could see from the top all the way. <laughs> Just like, yeah, right through it. It would, no, yeah, it wasn't like turquoise. Like the, I mean, it was crystal clear. Were there any fish? Do they stock it at all? Um, I don't know if they stocked that one. There was probably natural fish, but I don't think you were catching anything you were going to eat. So. Well, I'm trying to go through all my crap because I have to build a shed at the same time that I'm converting a garage. And so I've got like two massive projects that I'm undertaking right Uh, now. And it's just odd. It feels like a disaster. It's daunting. It is daunting. But I want, I really like, I have a goal that I want to, I want to have it done before mid April. Okay. And I know that seems not that far away and maybe that's unrealistic, but that's like, that's like a real goal of mine. Right around. Isn't the Masters around mid-April? Uh, it's the first full week of April. The first usually. full, so like just so right after the final yeah. four on Monday, then that Thursday is the Masters. I'm I'm aiming to be like it'd be in an ideal world to have a TV on my wall in the garage, and some stuff basically set up. It'd be nice to like watch some of the Masters in my there garage. That's like my ultimate goal. My other goal, I got to get more cable boxes. Because the Xfinity stream app blows. I mean, it it sucks. It's one hmm. of the worst things they've ever created. Huh. So I need to get more boxes plugged into multiple TVs because the stream is just, it's a letdown. It's its the biggest bummer of bummers. Oh. So now I got to get like two more of those because I got to put one in the garage. So undertaking home renovation projects. And then like you're so, you're so reliant on weather. That is true. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it's it's 48 degrees and rainy today. I'm not doing squat. Well, today, if you're going to do Today's something, today's nice. supposed to be the day. Like today, I, I was looking like this afternoon, uh, I might have to go hit a bucket of balls. I haven't picked up a club basically since basketball, since pilot season started. Today's the day to go do that. So I might be like, you know what? Might need to go hit a bucket of balls today. There's uh we got a place right down the road from mine that just got a track man installed. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, in their bays. And you got to pay a little fee to use it, but I want to go check it out. I can't do it, though, until I get this done. I got to get this done. I got to make progress on this project. I understand. Yep. You know, I don't want to be June, July still working on it. I want it to be done for really, like, good spring weather and absolutely done by the time summer's rolling around. Then I just open the garage all day. Hang out with the kids, get some show stuff done, enjoy what the weather is. That's like the ultimate goal. Home renovation projects, I probably have way too many I need to be doing, (laughs) but I've prioritized these ones at the top of my list. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're getting this done first, Yep. and then we'll address the other things that probably should be done now, but I've put them on the back burner. And that's the thing is, anytime you decide to to, to lean into one of these home renovation projects, you always hear like, oh, well, what about this? Or what about that? And you're like, well, you know, you just give me more work. Yeah. I just want to handle what I have, yeah. you know? Let's just let's just start with the basics. What's funny is I had my cousin over yesterday, and uh, he was walking around my garage, and you know, I was kind of walking him through what the idea of it was. And I'm like, yo, can you help me with this? And he's like, yeah. Can you help me with that? Yeah. And it's so nice to have somebody that knows what the hell they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Whereas, like, he got asked me to grab a tool for him, and I I don't know if I could exactly. identify the tool. I know. You know what I mean? We could play a fun game with mechanic here. You could just give me a picture of a tool and, like, name this tool. I'd go, yeah, that thing. That thing. The thingamajig. 
Famously, my uncle, when I was roofing for him years ago, and I was a terrible roofer, um, he sent me down. We were doing a 7-Eleven, and he sent me down, said, hey, go get me this. And it was in our, our work trailer. So I go down the ladder, and I go in this trailer, and I go, I don't know what this thing is. So did you grab one thing thinking you were right or grab 10 things? I didn't know what to grab, Swag. He oh. said, give me... And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I went down the ladder. And I, at, th- at this point of the summer, I had already probably too many times exhausted the... What's that again? Huh? Yeah. What's that look like? So I'm like, I'm kind of paralyzed by fear of telling my uncle, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so I'm in the trailer, and I'm not kidding when I say, I grabbed something, I would look at it, and I'd go, that doesn't look like what he said. I'd grab another thing, and I'd be like, nah, that doesn't either. I was in the trailer for 26 minutes. He finally comes down. He goes, hey, what's going on? And I go, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> and he goes, it's the big red thing right in front of you. And I turn, and it's just this massive, like, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was some massive thing, and it was red. And I'm like, yep, oh, there it is. And he goes, you didn't know what it was. And I was like, no, I did. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I feel like I ask that question every time you ask me to go get something. I'm just not tool guy, but you need handy yeah. people in your life. I so. know. My brother's handy. Very handy. Your brother? The one that I met? Yes. Well, I, I, that could be a ridiculous question. Only brother I have. I was going to say, it's not like you got 80 brothers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anytime you got a handy person in your life, you always got to value them. Not just because they can help you with something, but because it's nice to learn how to do things, even though I do things and then I completely forget how to how I did them, you know? I got one of those brains that doesn't remember that stuff. It's like, uh, I've done drywall. I couldn't do drywall again, though. No. <laughs> I hate not being handy. It just sucks. Yeah, just not, uh, it's not instinctual. It's like, oh, I need this, I need this. Was your dad handy? Yes, you... my dad was very handy. I'm he tried to pass handy. it on to me, and I could not have cared any less. But your brother did. Yeah. That's wild. My excuse is that I was raised by a single mother. That's that's kind of like my fallback. Go. Like when yeah. in doubt, hey, I had no dad, and I just lean into it. Nope, I would just you. rather go out in the driveway and shoot hoops. No, yeah, I'm not. I well, yeah, that also would have been me as a kid. Yeah, uh, we have a lot to get to today. Good. Um, Where are you taking me? Because I'm I'm I've, other than being you know I got my pilots. See if we we got a big road trip. We got to get two wins. We're I, going to San Diego and Pepperdine. We owe Lavin one, and we beat Pepperdine up here. So this is huge. I feel like I'm taking you on a fun adventure today. Good with all kinds of random things. Random's good. I think so too. Um, we'll have Mike Richmond at eight thirty. I've been trying to get Richmond. I'll try to get him on for the trade deadline. His schedule, he's he's yeah, he's on dad duty. Oh. So like later yeah. in the show works for him. That's, and then that's good. He was kind of booked up, so I couldn't get him. So we got him today at 8:30. Mike Richmond will join us at 8:30. We got the mail sack to get to at 8:15. We do. So get the mail There'll sack. Probably questions some in. random things in there. I, I want as many random questions in the mail sack as possible. At 7:30, Mark Shipper of fifthdowncfb.com is going to join us. He's kind of plugged into UCLA. And the Chip Kelly situation. Yeah, what the hell are they doing? I also want to ask that question. So Mark Shipper will join us at 7.30 for the Daily Ticker. And uh, we got some odds and ends, some leftovers from the Super Bowl I want to get to. But let's get the show started here. Quite a night in the association. I want to start there. There's a lot of stuff that went down. Let's talk about it. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday. Get the mail sack questions in. We get the show going next on 1080 The Fan. 
Had a couple suggestions. One from uh, a couple listeners on my Xfinity stream problem. I guess it, it's better on Roku than the Fire Stick, and that's my problem is I have Fire Sticks. Oh. I use Chromecast, and I it usually works okay. It sucks, though, when it's such a large company is operating better on one, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, don't get me started. You know, uh, on to Seattle. Uh, quite a night in the association last night. We had Victor Winbanyama uh, set records. He played 29 minutes, actually 28 minutes, 59 seconds. And he had 27 points, 14 boards, 10 blocks, and five assists. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Boy, when they get him a couple of pieces uh, to go around, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know. I don't know how excited maybe some veteran free agents are to get paired up with him or what their salary cap situation is, but when they get him some parts, look out. Who is the only other Spur player to have a triple-double with blocks, Swigard? I'm assuming it would be David Robinson. Oh, that's a great guess. You'd be wrong. Oh, no. Artis Gilmore? Artis Gilmore. Yes. Right up your wheelhouse, buddy. I love the A-Train. Did you? The A-Train was seven foot four. Yeah. Left-handed, mean and nasty. Yep. Uh, they, they didn't make centers like him. I wish we could get more artists Gilmore's back in the game. I wasn't even alive when he did this. So that was, that's the history that when Benyama set last night as he's the first spur player to do this. Yep. Artis Gilmore, George Gervin. Those, those were the spurs I grew up with. Uh, Juan is the most triple doubles with blocks since the set, uh, since the stat, excuse me, started being officially recorded in the NBA. He did it 11 times, one more than Dikembe Mutombo, and two more than David Robinson. So you got some nice history here um, for San Antonio that Wimby did, and he barely had to play. You know, that's the thing about it. I I just, I don't think that team should be as bad as their record is because he's so awesome. Like, I know their record looks bad. He's actually had an amazing rookie year. Is that amazing rookie year? I know uh, the Spurs have been, Pop has been... Really careful about putting too much on him too soon. They don't want to. They don't want to overwhelm him. Yeah, well, I've watched him play. He's not overwhelmed. No, he's, he's not dominant. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous stance for him to take. So but this, I also think they know they need more talent. So if they can get another lottery pick or two, it. <laughs> yeah, but this draft blows, and they don't need a like. I think big is one of the better positions in this draft. So it's like, who who are you gonna? Okay, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they're going to try and deal it for a veteran. Who knows? Uh, our boy Dame, nice little night for the Bucks as they route the Nuggets last night. Yeah, what were the Nuggets? I saw Murray and Jokic out there, so I don't know what Gordon was going on. Porter, Jokic. Murray only played 18, but Jokic had 32, uh, Porter 31, and Gordon had 28. And the and the Bucks get a much needed win. They routed the Nuggets last night, one twelve. Yeah, Docs won back to back games now after going one and five to start his tenure. Giannis had thirty five, fifteen and five. That's the he has the most thirty five, fifteen and five games in the last fifty years. Uh, only other person that has more than him is Kareem by one, nineteen times. Giannis has now done it eighteen. So Giannis is setting like fifty year history here with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. There you go. Unbelievable night. You had questionable refing in Houston and New York last night. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, our boy Ed Malloy. I cringe every time Ed Malloy is the lead official on a game. How do you blow the whistle on that? Like Holiday, if you missed it, I, I, it's it's a tie game. There's seconds are dwindling. Again, 
I keep telling you, the worst consistent level of officiating in all the major sports is the NBA. You think it's the NBA? I think it's the NBA, and it's not even close. The really? NFL gets more scrutiny because if you screw up in a big game or a or a a primetime game that so many more people are watching, yeah, it's a bigger deal. But night to night, game to game, the NBA stinks compared to the others. Yeah, compared to the other sports. I should add real quick because uh, I'd forgotten to note it in the Bucks uh, Nugs game. Murray did leave the game. That's why he only played 18 uh, minutes. So, because I know he's well, didn't he? Isn't he just coming back? He was out for a while. I mean, it's always touch and go with him. With I mean, something. look, it, that's a good win for the Bucks. Zero fret about the Nuggets. That's what that situation yeah. is last night. Like the Bucks needed that. The Nuggets can lose and still be fine. They 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 probably still would be the favorite in the NBA Finals if these two met. Probably. Which. This is what I'm hoping happens. This is the matchup I want. I is want, that what you want? I want yes. Giannis and Jokic. Giannis and Jokic. When's the last? No, Dame me, and Murray Riddle me Murray this, again and- Riddle me this. Can you name the last NBA Finals where it was centered around two centers? A battle of the bigs, if you will. And I know Giannis isn't a traditional back-to-the-basket guy. But he's seven feet. So, like, what's the last finals matchup we had mm. that was featuring two centers? Not guard, right. not forward, centers. So and I know see. technically to the text police, they have Brooke. I know. You know what I'm saying, yeah. though. Two bigs, two seven-footers. Two seven-footers. Uh, Sha- it has to be something with Shaq. Probably Shaq Olajuwon when Shaq was in Orlando. Yeah, what was that, 90? 90- because it was 95, 95. It wasn't Todd McCullough with the Nets, that's for sure. No. I don't believe you'd say it'd be the Pacer series. Did Shaq and the Lakers play when he was with Kobe and the Lakers? Like who He played the Nets twice no, and the Pacers. It was, it was Rick Smith. Let's not uh, let's not diminish the Duncan Dutchman. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I, I like Rick Smith. <laughs> But stop. Just stop it. And that's probably a little too painful for Blazer fans. Well, the NBA is, I know people, the thing I hear about the NBA the most now is like, oh, I just hate watching them shoot threes. I mean, I get it, but if you watch the league this year, the the bigs have kind of, the resurgence of bigs is here. I mean, did you watch Minnesota Clippers last night? I saw the tail end of it. I was flipping around with other stuff, and I was like, oh, there it is. Talk about hilarious. Everybody and their mom. I, I, I wasn't on Twitter much yesterday, but I hop on during this game. I'm watching this on NBA TV, and I'm watching, you know, it's Minnesota Clippers. Clippers are playing great basketball. Yeah, the Clippers have been on a run, and then Minnesota just... Well, what happened was, James Harden, by the way, has looked great with them. Russ They've Westbrook figured out how to role. rotate it and share the basketball. Absolutely. Paul and George is healthy and playing defense. They stayed healthy. That's their other yeah. thing, is that's their superpower is they stayed healthy. So I'm watching this game, and everybody on the internet, man, the Clippers. Clippers are a title contender. Oh, man, the Clippers. I love the Clippers. Minnesota dropped 40 on them in the third quarter. Yep. Took a 12-point lead, blew them out. Game over. Game over. Just blew them out from there. And I'm like, where's the noise now? If we're going to make all this noise for the Clippers, and I don't think Minnesota, I'm still not buying Minnesota as a legitimate, they're going to win the West team. But damn it, if they don't have nights like that where you go, oh, well, maybe, maybe I need to reconsider my position here. Yeah, if they can continue to get Carl Anthony Towns to produce at the level that he's doing 
for some Anthony Edwards is the right guy to push all those buttons and keep them engaged at both ends of the floor. I'm trying to go back to see now because if we get Jokic and Giannis, despite Brooke Lopez being there, I mean, would you put Ben? Wa- you wouldn't put Ben Wallace in this, right? Because he was amazing defensively. He's but he amazing wasn't defensively, offensively. but they're not running the offense through him. Dude, it's 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 been a hot minute. Yeah, because I'm. I mean, maybe, but KG's a f- power forward, but he's a traditional power forward. KG's more. You like, could say Gasol, KG. Yeah, in that Celtic Lakers series in like '08, or what was it, the 2010 the yeah. rematch? You could say that one. Maybe last time you had two bigs being the the focus. Orlando, they also got to the finals with Dwight. He was even though they had some other pieces that played well. Dwight was kind of there. Anyway, the point is, yeah, we haven't seen it for a while. The bigs are back, baby. The NBA is back to the bigs, and I'd love to see a Giannis Jokic finals. That's that's the dream matchup. But teams like Minnesota might have something to say about that because damn, did they look impressive at the Clippers last night? Just blew them out in that third quarter. Uh, Beat him up. I mean, Gobert was has been awesome this year. He's probably going to win Defense Player of the Year. Cat, of all the things I'm most surprised about, it's Carl Anthony Towns because he's figured it out how to play alongside Gobert while allowing Anthony Edwards to become the team's number one. I always thought that was kind of the problem was he wasn't accepting. Yeah. He's kind of the second, third fiddle of this thing. But if he accepts that, he's a damn good second, third fiddle. Oh, no question. Plus, you got the depoy. You got an explosive athlete that looks like Michael Jordan and Anthony Edwards. Okay, maybe Minnesota's yeah, got something. Yeah, once he accepts, he doesn't have to be responsible for everything. Yeah. And and just fit in and figure out where to do it. And some nights he'll have a better matchup and he can take advantage. And other nights they can't guard Ant, so let him go. Are we ready to live in a world where the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the NBA Finals? That was my big uh, Facebook uh, post here this morning. Really? Was, yeah, it was. How about that, Look Saturday? at us being on the same cycle all of a sudden. It's I like, well, dirt, Dirt's not here. Yeah, I know. I are we ready? Coming back. Are, is the NBA world ready? The NBA... A uh, blue blood Celtic Laker Nick <laughs> loving NBA prepared for a Thunder Timberwolves Western Conference Final. I say no. Well, no, because the Nuggets is going to beat one of those teams. Hmm. Really? You think OKC could beat Denver in a playoff series? Come on, you're not making. You're not making. In a game. short, I think it's more important for Denver to get through the short opening series. Well, they're not short anymore. I wish we'd go back to three out of five. Oh, I'll give you a hot take. First round should be best of three. Let's just get I to the I love the miniseries back in the day. And then I think second should be best of five. Yep. And then conference finals, finals, best of seven. Yeah, speed it up. Let's go. That's what I think, too. Give me some urgency. Give, give me, me some urgency. I mean, imagine. Get let, those number one seeds yes. right there playing. Shake you lose the boots. opening game Yes. Uh, right after the play-in. So those teams are coming in after the play-in. And it's like, there you go, best of three. I mean, if, if the Bucks were to lose game one of a best of three, could you imagine the nerves going through Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Yes. My God, give it to me, man. We love urgency. It's part of the reason. It's part, not all. It's a small part of the reason why the NFL is so great. The urgency's there. Yep. College football, same thing. Urgency. 82 games. Everybody plays best of seven. Yep. It's like, eh, wake me when they're up 3-1. Nope. They need to expand. Get your 32 teams, get Vegas and Seattle figured out. Yep. And then you need to do it like soccer. You play a home and home against everybody. Oh, yeah, I'm not mad at that. 
So that'd be 62 regular season games played twice it. a week. Yep. You give there's no excuses. If you want to have games. an in-season tournament, then you got a little more space and time to do it. Do you see they're changing the name of that? They don't yeah. they don't want to call it the in-season tournament anymore. Yeah. The IST didn't fly. Yeah, but they're now backed by it's probably going to be named. It's, no, it's, I'm sure it's, it's sponsored. It's uh, I think it's one of the Middle Eastern. Uh, I have to go look at it. What was it? I saw it this weekend, and I thought it was what, really the Fly funny. Emirates Cup. Yeah, it's like something like that. It's <laughs> it was. So, I was like, oh, okay. We're just leaning all the way into it. All right. Uh, so Everybody's money's good in sports, baby. Hey, money's money. Uh, nice little night in the association. Coming up next, what does it look like in 2024 for us? Some future forecasting next on the fan. Yeah, we'll see. I put the poll question up at Dirt and Sprague. Are you ready to live in a world where the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the NBA Finals, yes or no? I think everybody's going to vote no on that one. But defensively, they're pretty good. They're pretty long, athletic. Uh, But I think the experience and the way the postseason kind of is, it's like I also watched the Jazz with a Depoy. Same player, actually. And the playoffs would get here and they'd be a different team. I kind of wonder in my head, is, is that Minnesota? And Edwards is different than Donovan Mitchell or anybody yes, else. Yes, he is. And that might be the difference, but I do wonder if it will, how it will go for them come postseason time. They're good, but there's a, the uncertainty, the unproven part, and I've seen Gobert in the playoffs. So Yeah, we'll fortunately, Gobert is all they really, they needed him to be more, that was always the thing in Utah, they needed him to be more of an offensive threat. I don't know that they need him to be as much of an offensive threat as to truly rebound, block shots, anchor the defense, cover Cat, so he can be an offensive threat, and it's working. Uh, I wanted to get to 2024 NFL stuff. We'll get to a little bit of the Super Bowl leftovers coming up today. Uh, But 2024, here is the... This is just how the odds makers see it. And I don't know if that lines up with how everybody else sees it. So this came out as soon as the game was done. San Francisco immediately opened as the favorite next year. I had one somebody I know that was like they knew they knew I was devastated from the Super Bowl and they went, "Well, they're favored to win next year." And I go, yeah. "Don't take that bet. That's that's a sucker bet." That right there. is that is a function I believe of San Francisco is clearly roster-wise, personnel-wise, head and shoulders above the rest of the NFC where I think there is perceived it's harder for Kansas City to get through the AFC than it is for San Francisco to get through the NFC. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, see, I disagree with that. I think it's the opposite. Plus, San Francisco, Debo missed some games. They they stayed relatively healthy this year. Yeah. Injury luck is kind of going against but that's, them. That's where I think the Vegas number comes from, why they're a favorite over Kansas City. Which is wild, because they were getting their asses kicked for about half of the Green Bay game, and then the Lions punched them square in the face and got knocked down in the first round of a boxing match before they came back. I, that's my thing. And Purdy. We'll get to some Purdy stuff today, but... Yeah. That's that's why I don't necessarily buy it. Chiefs are after them plus 650, Ravens plus 900, Lions, Bills, Bengals, your former team the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Texans. Swag, if I Dirt likes to do this after the Super Bowl, he likes to write these down. He's not here now, so I won't write them down. Plus, we'll have nothing to point to come next year. Mm. We're like you were wrong. Is he like, up I don't trying know. to burp Teddy? You think no, based on his texting schedule, I'd say he's asleep because he texted oh, okay. me and Schultz last week at 1 a.m. Oh, so he's taken he's taken the overnight thing. I don't know if he has a set 
what he's taking. I think they're, he's just voluntarily doing things when it happens. Because usually the route I took was once there was a, a semblance of a schedule, even if Little Junior was only sleeping two to three hours at a time. Sure. Uh, mom would try to, whatever you're doing, whether it's formula, whether you pump and save or whatever you're doing. Dad would get the true middle of the night one, the 2 to 3 a.m. wake up. Sure. So mom could hopefully get like six hours of sleep all at once. I find sleeping schedules at that age kind of pointless. So like who cares if it's 3 a.m. or 4 p.m.? It's all kind of the same thing. That baby's going to cry at some point. No, that's true. But uh, a lot of like that's how I did it, and I, that's usually the one where. No, okay. I, get, I get what you're saying. I just don't know what his schedule is. Sometimes true. he's texting at one a.m. Sometimes he's tweeting that his kids watching our show. So I don't, I don't know, but he's not here to write it down. True. Give me two teams. I saw this yesterday. I responded to somebody on Twitter on it of like, what two teams to throw these two? I talked about yesterday the NFL. Should have been just as sad as Niner fan because you look at Kansas City say that's their down year and they won the Super Bowl. I think they're going to get better. Plus, they still have everything they have coming back. Yes. But as people noted on the text line, football can football and one weird bounce or one weird deflection. The Niners aren't even in the Super Bowl if that ball doesn't squarely bounce straight up off a Lion defender's helmet and in Ayuk's hands. Right. If something is to happen, who are the two teams to dethrone them? Because I have my my Super Bowl picks. I I still think it's Baltimore. I don't think they need to at one. They just need their running backs to stay healthy. They need a stable of them. They don't need one. They had running backs. They need to run the football. They got to run the football. They ran it six times with those Um, guys. But I think if they added a big-time receiver... Okay. Somebody that is ultra reliable. I think Flowers is pretty good, is he not? He's good, but I think you'd like somebody more along the lines of a Debo. Can I get a Debo Samuel type to go with him? Hmm. And since Zay deep. Yeah. But if if they you don't a re- physical wide receiver. Yeah. A and big body. You know, one. they really missed Mark Andrews in the playoffs. I'd be curious if he was one hundred percent healthy, how different things looked for them. I'm with you there. Um they need they need a little more help in their secondary, but I, I don't think they need a lot to add. Kyle Hamilton can mask a lot of problems yeah. that you have defensively. They just, mostly, they just need health, yeah. as most teams. Um, don't take the same NFC team as me. If we have the same Super Bowl pick, I'm going to be pissed. Oh. Who's your NFC team? I think the Packers could oh, be scary. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. That's not who I picked. Uh, not I, a bad pick. I just was like, I didn't want to have the same pick as you. Boy, I think I think the Packers, seeing what they see from all those young talents, sure. I think they'll be able to be very precise, either with trades or free agency. And if they can find the right guys who not only can produce, but are the right locker room guys to lead and mentor all that young talent that they have, yeah, they might scare the crap out of the NFC. So you're taking Packers, Ravens, Next year in the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm not saying I'm taking them in the Super Bowl. You well, asked that's... if there's teams to take to to upset the apple cart. I would look at those two. Well, I don't want to live in a world where Kansas City wins every single season of my life, even though that's what it feels like today. Who would you take? Are you still taking the Chiefs? I to would win? still take the Chiefs. Oh, I don't know who I would take in the end. I need to see the NFC after free agency comes about. 
Well, you just said the Packers. Is it not the Packers? Well, I'm saying they're poised. I'm pinning it down here, buddy. No! Who are you picking? I'm waffling. Why are you waffling? <laughs> if Dirt's here, he's got his little notepad, you're gladly giving him your No, picks. I'm not, not right now. We always do this after the Super Bowl. And then he keeps it and he holds it against us. usually on a pilot road trip. I know. Yeah, well. I'm not. So I have to play this game. Welcome to my hell. Are you really not going to give me an NFC pick? You're talking for an NFC pick. You know what? I'll right do this now. for you. I'll interrupt right you. now. I'll give you two minutes. We'll think about this. Okay. We'll come back. I'll give you my pick. I'm just fascinated by the future landscape of what next season will be. If you still think it's Chiefs, that's fine. It's boring, but that's fine. But I want to know who you pick to win the NFC. We'll get to that coming up next. We'll dive into some Super Bowl leftovers. I got something right up your wheelhouse here, Swigard. A segment. Cra- it's catered right to you. It's 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 a Swigard path, and wow. I'm taking you right down it. It's a it's a power fade. It is. It's a power. Yes, a power fade. Very well put. We'll get to that coming up. Don't forget to get the Millsack questions in. Dirt and Sprague back with more on 1080 The Fan. Get to some Super Bowl stuff, some leftovers coming up at the top of the hour. I've got something right in Swigard's life that's perfect. We'll talk about that. We got the mail sack at 8.15. It's going to be like, uh, I'm going to be like Otani taking BP yesterday. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Oh, baby. Has he gotten bigger? He might have. He looks more muscular. He's He was always a big boy. Oh, I know he's a big guy. Like but six he, five. He looks like he's getting yoked. Six nine with the afro. <laughs> Imagine him on steroids. Oh, my God, he's throwing 108 He'd be Godzilla miles an hour. at that point. <laughs> he would be Godzilla. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the mail sack at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions in. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. You can make them as random as you want or sports-heavy as you want. Mark Shipper will join us. He, uh, he's he got a perspective and an in on the UCLA Chip Kelly front. Good, because I, I really don't know what the hell they're doing going into Big Ten football competition. I'm not convinced they know what they're doing either, but we'll talk to Mark Shipper of FifthDownCFB.com coming up at 7.30. Mike Richmond, the homie, at 8.30 of Locked On Blazers uh, podcast. Uh, tickets as low as $2 to get into the game tonight against Minnesota. There you go. Hey. $2. It, you're not doing anything on a Tuesday? If, if I didn't have basketball practice? If I wasn't packing and preparing to travel tomorrow, I might uh, I might venture down there. I might still go after the, my basketball practice. Be like, yo, are these tickets even cheaper now that games uh, actually they started? They might just usher you in after the first quarter's over. I, like, I think anything they can do to get bodies in that building at this point yeah, is Yeah, are you going to buy some overpriced hot dogs and popcorn? Here you go. Um, okay, you didn't play the game. I will play the game. Play I will go in game. on the Packers. What Your 2024 Super Bowl is Packers-Chiefs? Uh, Packers-Chiefs, yes. A throwback to the beginning of the NFL. Yes. Huh? Okay. Although it'd be more appropriate in two years when it's Super Bowl sixty, that would make more sense. That would they would yeah celebrate the crap out of that. But I'm assuming you pick Chiefs to win that game. They're three peating. Uh, assuming everybody has uh, a uh, requisite level of health. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm gonna give you my pick, and it it actually I I don't want to make it just about gambling, but if you were to use futures odds here, there's some value in it. Uh, look, it, the Chiefs probably going to win it again. This isn't 
some breaking, you know, argument. Of they like, are oh going God, to draft at least it. one, if not two, yeah. speedy wide receivers. They'll get another player on the cheap. They'll get a couple of defensive guys. Chris Jones will get a contract. They'll find some running back yeah, either it, off the free agent heap or yes. in the seventh round. Yeah, and he'll be amazing. And they'll get a couple offensive linemen. Or they'll they'll draft another wide receiver in the seventh round, and he'll become their starting running back and be the angriest runner in the NFL at running back <laughs> like they have now. They're, they're the Chiefs. They get all the nice things. I'm going to try to go not chalk. I'm going to I'm agree with you on the AFC. I think if there's a team that's going to dethrone them, it's Baltimore. Yes. And I'm wondering to see how they respond next year because I think they'll be good. But when if they play Kansas City in the playoffs, like at what point are you just pissed and you're tired of being punked? Like they straight yep. punked Baltimore this year. And that's a team that like really thrives on being the bully. So I, that's what surprised me about that game. Yeah, but they didn't let them go up and down the field. Who Kansas City? Yeah. Oh, when well, Kansas City's it, was defense seventeen seven or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, seventeen ten. Ten. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go Baltimore just to be different. And I I'm kind of surprised their odds are as far down as they are. But I kind of I'm liking the Rams. I'm feeling Ramsey next year. Yeah, Stafford think- back healthy. You got those targets, their defense, nice little unit. I know they lost Raheem Morris. He's the head coach now of the Falcons. Yeah. But McVay is kind of Shanahan-y. He just always knows how to find the next person. They replace Staley with Raheem Morris. So. Yeah, if they can keep Cooper Cup healthy all season. Yeah, and Puka Nakua was freaking yep. awesome. He should have been co-MV uh, Rookie of the Year with Stroud, in my opinion, because he set all the rookie records. We'll see if they can find, uh, if they can find a tight end somewhere. The Rams have worse odds than the Jags, the Chargers, the Jets, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Cowboys. Hmm. I was a little surprised by that. Is there some concern that maybe Aaron Donald says I've had enough? I mean, that noise was there last year and he came back and maybe it'll resurface in, in May and June, but I, I haven't seen any indication that he's going to retire. Okay. And if Aaron Donald's back, I'll feel even better about that pick. But I'll take the Rams. They were okay. chippy. Damn near got the Lions. I think it's going to be a Rams-Lions-NFC title game next year. Oh, that could be fun. And then I'm going to go boring but chalk, same AFC title game. I think we get Chiefs-Ravens again. Yeah. I I think, boy, Buffalo just seems so fragile. I want, I'm want. i rooting for Buffalo. Everybody's rooting but, for them, but I, I... I don't feel great about their coach. I just... You wonder... You know, at what point does trying to do the same thing over and over with the same results and what point does insanity set in? And Their defense is going to be healthy to start next year, and hopefully they can stay healthy. That yeah. was a problem for them this year. Their running game is still very hit and miss, and I'm I'm sorry. Like, Josh Allen threw one of the greatest football passes I've ever seen in my life. He's got to catch that ball. Is he a one? I don't know if he's a one. And then, like, who's your two? Is it? I don't know if it's Gabe Davis. I uh, I don't know. I, I don't Buffalo's know. got some things they can absolutely add to make me feel differently about them, and I think they'll be there in the conversation. But weird season this year. Even though they got the two seed, eh, I just I don't I don't know. I can't go in on Buffalo, and it's not a Josh Allen problem. I love Josh Allen. I think it's a coaching personnel thing. Yeah, there's just uh, they need to they need to change something up in the water there. Joe Brady will have a full season though as OC, so maybe that'll change. The start of their year, and they won't be in that like kind of little rut that they were at some point. So the futures odds are out for the Super Bowl. The Niners are the favorite for some reason. 
I think that's just taking analytics, talent, all that stuff. I don't think that's taking into any of the football equations, which is why I don't really trust Vegas a whole lot in some of this stuff. I like the Rams. I think the Rams can win the NFC next year. Uh, we have a loaded second hour. Mark Shipper will join us at 7.30, uh, but we'll start the second hour with some football leftovers from the Super Bowl, some things to hit on that we didn't touch on yesterday. Dirt and Sprague, hour two on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. All of a sudden, I, one week, nobody had anything down there. It's a new world. I was born too, uh, too early. I've never been a fan of the Bush, to be honest. Really? With Andy Dirt Johnson. I'm going to need some pliers and uh, set a 30 weight ball bearing. What the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. It's all ball bearings nowadays. And Brendan Sprague. Only problem is he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, because there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run, and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Van, Sprague and Swag hanging out. We have a loaded second hour. Mark Shipper of FifthDownCFB.com will join us. A couple thoughts on our picks segment. One of our listeners said, Dirt would have picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl for the uh, third straight year. And I think that's a very valid point. Yes, he would. Yes, he would have. I need to give Harbaugh a year to uh, reshape things. It, It might be a little bumpy at the start for him. Uh, give me at least two seasons under the belt. Next, uh, for for 2025, though, that that's go time. Let's uh, go. One of our other listeners, give Burrow his respect. He's 3-1 and one against Kansas City. No doubt. I mean, anybody's yeah, dethroned I just, him. You want to see him be able to be on the field for that AFC title game. That's my point. I uh, And I said that he, you know, the listener agrees that I know they need to keep him upright, and that's a big deal for him. Lamar's 
you know, contract stuff last year was all about injuries. And do you pay this guy? Since Burrow got in the NFL, Lamar has played more games than Joe Burrow, and somehow Lamar is the injury-prone guy. Burrow is just this godsend of a quarterback with a perfect face who has the swagger of a million people. Yeah. But he can't stay healthy, and that's the problem with it. I think the biggest question mark... Also lost as, his OC, by the way. As to the the power structure in the AFC North, especially because the AFC North is ridiculous, what do the Browns do at quarterback? It's Deshaun Watson. There you go. You think that's like a debatable thing? I think it is. If I'm, if they I'm gave in, him two hundred and thirty-four well, million that's the dollars. Owner's problem, but if I'm in there now, I'm like, you're not doing Joe Flacco again. No, it's, uh, it, that's what I'm saying. What do they end up doing? You know, the funny thing about Flacco, and I, I was happy for Joe Flacco. I generally was. He gave a great speech. He seemed to take all everything in stride. Yeah. I would have. I would, His numbers were kind of terrible. I would bring him back as my backup. Like if crap goes really? down again, yes. You just drafted DTR. Yeah. He's a rookie. He was a rookie. You're going to do 39 year old Joe Flacco because they were. I'd like, see if he'd be my my number three guy. Okay, I'd do that. I want. I want my emergency that in my guy. Room. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where you could stash him, but uh, there, you know, you say the Browns. There's so many teams like the Browns for me that I'm like. Are you gonna are you gonna figure it out? You can do it. Are you gonna figure it How out? How would though? you feel like yeah, like if you if you could figure that out, either figure out how to get Deshaun Watson, like I, I don't I don't know if that's a lost cause. I just don't know. I don't know where it's it certainly at. It, it to me it feels kind of that way. I've seen no evidence to feel otherwise. So what have you seen from Deshaun Watson that makes you go, Oh, now this he's is got the it figured it out. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing. And I don't know where the team is with him. Well, I think he look. We'll see what a season is. So some like of this the dudes in the locker terribly. room, like if they're like, "You're running this guy back." I don't think they care. I think locker room stuff is a little overrated, to be honest with you. I think we love to think it's a big deal, and then you go to a locker room and you're like, "Oh, this guy's all about his business. This guy's all about his family. This guy's all about himself. This guy's all about." It's not as I'm not saying locker room stuff isn't important at all. I just think some of that is like whatever yeah you know what i mean i i'm more interested in how this is going to age for us as we're talking out loud because i don't know what i have to point to for that guy yeah for them to feel good if you examine the playoff teams who are the three that are bumped out and are getting like the the teams that are getting bumped in it is is the are the Lions going to take a step back? I don't think that they will. I don't will. think they are. And obviously health is going to be a, the biggest of factors in all of this. But if most of these teams stay relatively healthy, especially at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I could see Cleveland getting bumped out. You could see the Chargers getting into the last spot. I think that's... I, I'm not saying it's impossible, given the Chargers were up massive against Jacksonville two years ago. But there well, is a bit of the Chargers thing. It's like, I know Harbaugh is Harbaugh. Can I, can I see it? Can I just see it first? Oh, I understand. I don't know if I'm ready to go there with them. Their defense, their targets, mm, can't stay healthy. Like they, they've got some big questions of their own. And Harbaugh, again, he has done nothing but win his entire life. But I don't know where I'm at on the Chargers yet. I need a summer. Give me a summer on the Chargers. <laughs> but that's probably what every Charger fan has been saying to themselves for years. Give me the summer. I'll get back to you Not on that one. Decade. I'm curious to see if the Lions can take that step. I think they can get back to an NFC title game. I think they got that kind of talent. Can they get over the hump with Goff? Eh, I think it depends where they play and who they play. Niners 
seemed like a bad matchup, and then the, they came out and swung hard and were up big on the Niners before blowing that lead. They probably should have been in the Super Bowl. And they played the Kansas City Chiefs pretty tough in the regular season. Obviously, Super Bowl playoff stuff's going to feel a lot different. But, yeah, I, I mean, this is why the sport's year-round. Yep. It's like we're thinking about this, and oh, we by the, the way. combine at the end of the month, the then draft free agency, then the draft. This is draft season, baby. Yeah, in Everybody's Detroit. reading the mocks. It's in Detroit this year. Like, I'm all in. I'm following this more. It helps that we have a lot of Pac-12 local people that are, like, pretty good players in this draft. Um but I'm all in. I just it's it's become year round college football, NFL year round sport now. You you want to do a segment tomorrow, and I think it's a good idea. What's in your life now? Yep. If football is not on your TV, some of you sickos are into spring football. Some of you guys get yeah real the kinky. new UFL and oh, the Rock and all that stuff. You guys are you're putting on the black leather mask and you're saying please <laughs> spank me again. Like you guys are some sickos watching that stuff. I'm not in that camp. I'd rather. But do you can see that's the thing. You can take in all the off-season NFL stuff, you know, in the morning or whatever. You can go read or listen to podcasts or whatever. However, you like to absorb that information. Yeah. But then when you want to watch a sporting, you want to watch a game. You want to. What are you? What are you dialing up? I think a lot of people would say baseball, and I, I don't know how many people would say ba- 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 basketball question mark yeah i wonder where everybody's heads are around this market because normally you well would, the, this team sucks but i i would argue well, the leagues, you don't really have college teams to get fired up about for march madness uh you do if you're an oregon state women's fan everything else that's true pretty crappy and the the regional is in portland at moda center yeah and we'll we'll fill that one up that's fun to go to uh i don't know what people would say i can't wait to yeah. get to that tomorrow like what what is the thing that's going to take is it golf I yeah. don't know. Tigger's I, playing on Thursday. Yeah, okay. But they got their own set of nonsense yeah. going on, and you're not now having tournaments other than the four majors that you're guaranteed to have all the best golfers in the world at the same venue at the same time. Did you see the report? Andy Reid said that he texted Antonio Pierce, thank you. Did you see this? <laughs> no. He texted Antonio Pierce in the post game. Uh, they got finally got to the locker room. They're celebrating. Oh, for kicking their ass on yes. Christmas Day. He he thanked him for two things. The first thing he thanked him for was waking his team up by kicking their ass at Kansas City. <laughs> he said thanks for that. We really needed it. And the second thing was, thank you for your facilities. They're outstanding facilities. <laughs> I just want to know if you're Antonio Pierce and you get this text from Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid. But are you wanting to respond to that, or are you kind of like, what the hell? No, I think if it's Andy Reid, uh, yeah. You're doing it? Yeah. You're saying thank you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm there. we look forward to kicking your ass the next time we play you. See, that would, okay, maybe if you responded with something like that, like, yeah, can't wait to kick your championship ass next year, too. Maybe that would do it. You know Mahomes has never lost in that building? Yeah. That pisses me off like that guy well that and shanahan's never beat the chiefs <laughs> so funny isn't it just just give you the facts way to ruin the vibe what are you doing over there why don't you jump ship from your current team find a new team <laughs> you jerk joe tried to get into goat talk last night joe fish with who? Mahomes? The internet, the world, oh. you know, because a couple national people do that goat crap and... I don't, I just, that stuff just just so beyond me at this point. I don't, you know what's funny about it is like, I talk, we, I, when I talk about players and athletes, like I'll talk about Mahomes, 
Like my cousin came over and he's not a big football guy at all, but I'm like, man, he might be the greatest I've ever seen do. And he's like, really? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, he's as smart as any quarterback I've seen. He could throw at angles. His arm is stronger than everybody's. He's accurate. I mean, what can't he do? I don't need to rank him. We don't need to do that. But it's more that. It's just admiring the greatness. Whereas, like, the media would have you believe the entire country's debating who's the greatest of all time, and it's just not real. No. But I was interested that Joe did the ring count thing. That's his... That's his goat measurement. And then somebody was like, what about Bill Russell? He's got 11. So is he the goat over Jordan? Of course not. I always love that that's like, no, 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 no. Ring count doesn't matter now. I I don't know. The goat stuff is, uh, it's ridiculous. I think he's definitely, in the, if you want to have that debate, you can have that debate if you want. And I think you make great arguments for everybody. But he predicted basically Christmas was the most miserable. I read a, a piece by Greg Bishop. Greg Bishop He's a longtime writer for SI, and I know SI has this thing out about basically not existing anymore. They're still putting out work, and Greg Bishop's been writing for him for a while. He he wrote some really good pieces, and one of them was on the Chiefs' season and how that Christmas Day game was it for them. It, it was everything they needed, and it morphed them into what they became to win another championship and go back-to-back for the first time since, what, 03, 04, and it's a funny blur. Mahomes basically said he went home. It was Christmas Day. It was, I believe, the morning game. And he said it was the weirdest Christmas. He got home. He's got little kids, like little, little kids. And he was like, all his two kids were super stoked. Everything was wrapped. He wanted to try to cheer himself up. And then he realized that as he got home, he was kind of miserable dad. He lost. He looked like crap. The team looked like crap. He had fumbled. He had thrown a pick six. Like, this is the low point of the Chiefs' entire season, and he didn't get to appreciate Christmas. And so because of this, he, one, hoped his kids would never remember this Christmas because they'll remember it as the miserable dad Christmas. But two, it was also such a kick in the ass that he told his friends and his teammates, we're winning the Super Bowl. He called the shot. He Babe Ruth it. He said, we're going to win the Super Bowl. That pissed him off so much that he called his own shot, and the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl because of the Raiders and what they did to Patrick Mahomes on Christmas Day. How about that? Not only a thank you from Andy Reid, but a Pat Mahomes saying out loud, the Raiders helped us win the Super Bowl. It's the closest the Raiders have been since 2 How about that? The Raiders have got to feel great today. Kind of co-champs, the Raiders. It's the only thing else they've won. They're not winning that division. They're not winning in their building when they face that team. But damn it, if they didn't help motivate them, Huh? Raiders, NFL team slash NFL motivator. What a job title the Raiders have. Uh, Hey, is Brock Purdy this all-time great? Well, according to one chief coach, he might be. Next on The Fan. All right, Mark Shipper's going to join us from fifthdowncfb.com. Why did Chip Kelly choose to be an OC at a Big Ten team over the head coach of a Big Ten team based in Los Angeles? Mark Shippa will join us at 7.30. Mike Richmond, the homie, will jump on at 8.30. Mail sack at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions in. Any and all questions, of course, are welcome at the mail sack at uh, the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. One of our listeners said, uh, enough freaking NFL football talk. There are so many more sports to talk about. I know they're not as popular, but I'm sick of NFL. And I think many more people are as well, from what I hear. Uh, who are they talking to? Did, did they not see the release yesterday? The single most watched 
broadcast in television history. We about nailed the number on Friday. Yeah. I said it was going to be, I, I was just throwing out a number, but yeah, 124 million That people. was CBS's number. So they said worldwide at some point there were over 200 million viewers that tuned in at some point in that broadcast. I, I, I want to agree with something I did see on the internet. Very uncomfortable watching Germany do the Kansas City Chief chop. I just want to say like Germany doing hand and arm gestures, stay away. Um... But yes, worldwide sport. They even had an Australia like dock full of football fans. All see yep. football fans rooting for the Chiefs to the Niners, whoever the hell they're rooting for. I mean, and I said this in the response. I I get it. I do, but I also love football. So you know, I'm gonna talk about football. The NFL draft sands maybe like a game six or seven in the NBA Finals. And the Masters is probably going to get more viewers yeah. than anything else in sports. Yep. Seriously. In America. We had a listener say they yeah. watch EPL in the Liga right now. Three days worth. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They're going to get more views for the NFL draft. That Thursday night, first round, prime time is going to be insane. Than any baseball game, yeah. any regular season NBA game, yep. and like 99% of the NBA playoff games. So the next four to five months... One of the highest events, if not second, is going to be the NFL draft. It's going to be basically a roll call. Yes. You're taking attendance. Yes. And look. For five hours. I understand the feeling of the listener. I do. I care about other sports. I don't know where I'm at on baseball. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I have a oh, reason for in. that. Uh, I, oh, oh, are you? Yeah. Shocking development. Guy gets best player to maybe ever exist. For a billion dollars, he's and, all in. And best free agent pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese Babe Ruth. Yeah. Except better. Oh, and when Tyler Glasnow is your third most Okay, important. just shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares, all right? The Doyers and all their money. Um, I found it interesting watching the Super Bowl, and I know Debo went out eventually with a hammy. Yes. Kittle at the very end ran off the field with a shoulder, and coincidentally, one of their bigger plays called back because of a holding call from a fill-in tight end. Kittle just happened to be good on the very next play. Great timing there. And Brandon Ayuk had three catches. He was targeted, what, 11 times? I, I don't, look, I don't know, and some of that is the quarterback, but like also, I, I don't think you have to do like a wholesale change here because those players are highly thought of, but... For a group of players that couldn't wait to get back and talked an awful lot of noise. They did not have their best game in the Kittle was moment. non-existent. Debo didn't do anything of significance in my mind. And Ayuk was just, eh. And, like, I don't know what you do there if you're San Francisco. Because Ayuk is going to get a contract soon. You've signed Debo, and he can't stay healthy. He's got a little bit of an injury bug thing, too. And Kittle, I mean, he's a very physical tight end. That's... Kelsey partially can stay healthy for as long as he can because he's a little more finesse. I'm not saying Kelsey doesn't get physical and doesn't take big hits. It's just a little more finesse in style, whereas Kittle's an Iowa tight end. He's run blocking and run down the field well, and, and bang into somebody. You, be, you better block if you play for Kyle. Everybody blocks. Right. But my point is, I don't know how reliable, part of the reason I don't think they get back to the MC title games, I don't know how reliable those guys will be next year and what that's going to look like. They were very unreliable in the Super Bowl, and that was their second go-around at it. That was discouraging, I think, from the San Francisco side. If you're looking for encouraging, Spags talked about Brock Purdy. 
and he was very complimentary of him, said he was really good against the zone. He recognized coverages really well. Like, it surprised him how well he Yeah, Spags had to go into the bag of tricks at the end of the game to get some some stops when he needed Well, they're it. a man-heavy defense, and they switched into a zone because yeah. Purdy statistically had really struggled against the zone. Obviously, yeah. he blitzed a ton, and he had Chris Jones, which is a nice piece to have on the defensive line because it can mask any, you know, things you're lacking defensively. Kind of comped him to Drew Brees. And, like, if, you, if there's anything you're looking for from the Niner angle, it would be, like, what's your takeaway? Well, Purdy played okay. He wasn't overwhelmed with the moment. He made no. some good throws. And one of the greatest defensive minds to exist, one of the more successful ones, He had to game plan to against Brock Purdy. He did, yeah. He changed things up defensively against Brock Purdy. I don't know where people are at. I'm not doing this, like, is he... Is he a franchise guy or is he a... No, the question is, can you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Can he develop? Can he become that? If that's a comp for I came away from that game saying, yes, you you could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as your quarterback. Mm. Okay. I'm not saying you can't. It just... I'm curious where the growth's going to be. And then, again, the weapons around him, how that stuff's going to age, because, you know, he's going to eventually get a deal probably if he stays healthy. And what's around him? I don't think he's going to get this, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, no, Lamar money. But I'd imagine he's he, they're going to keep him on this contract. But enough to get his own place would be nice. <laughs> Not have to have a roommate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but Drew Brees, interesting comp from a, a, a Spags yeah. man. That's got to make Niners internally feel. He a did better. okay in the NFL. <laughs> he wasn't awful. Yeah. What's the takeaway? He wasn't awful. What a thing to say after a Super Bowl. He was good. He wasn't awful. We'll see. Great great compliment from a guy like Spags to say Drew Brees, but I'm also going to I'm going to wait on that. Drew Brees was special and did some really special things in his career. Uh we have a lot to get to in the next hour and a half. We got the mail sack at 8:15. The homie Mike Richmond's going to hop on at uh, 8:30. Tickets as low as $2 tonight. He does a podcast every day on this team and I listen and I go, "What the hell are you going to talk about today?" And he finds things. That's what's interesting. Richmond finds things to talk about. I also want to ask his landscape of the Western Conference. We talked about the T-Wolves earlier, a nice little win against the Clippers last night. we got four teams at the top all within a game or two of one another. Yes, we do. They're all battling for first in home court and all that. So we'll talk talk hoops with Mike Richmond at 830. Get the mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line, the YouTube chat, or Twitter if you so choose. But coming up next... Chip Kelly decided to be a coordinator instead of head coach in the same conference. What the hell's happening here? Why did he do that? Mark Shipper, FitDownCFB.com, joins us next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, let's catch up with our good friend Mark Shipper, 5thdowncfb.com. He's got a great newsletter, covers college football, and has for quite some time time hits on uh, Sirius XM ESPN radio and uh, tied into UCLA Chip Kelly deciding to leave the head coaching gig in a Big Ten Swag and I talked about this for a OC gig in the Big Ten you do not see this very often he was not pushed out he forced his way out he was interviewing everybody uh, with everybody and their mom just to not be the head coach so Mark Shipper joins us now Mark good morning thanks for hopping on with us what the hell happened here what is going on here yeah, what's going on, guys? I was a pleasure. Uh, Chip Kelly did indeed leave of his own volition, but he was uh, pressured to go or under pressure to go, probably internally within himself. His athletic director had moved to fire him in October of last year during UCLA's disastrous October when they got beat by maybe one of the worst Arizona State teams in school history. Got beat by Arizona and Chip's team was there was a uh, a physical scuffle in the locker room at halftime at the Arizona game and, and things were falling apart that move to fire him was thwarted by a major UCLA booster and the chancellor at the school but from that moment forward Chip knew he was pretty much fried at UCLA and if things went south in the Big Ten next year which they were likely to do he was going to be fired so from that point on he was he was trying to get his way out and uh, he tried just about every path there was for him in the United States before finally landing at Ohio State. <laughs> I love that you say United States as if he was going to go like interview somewhere in South America or Europe just to get out of the situation. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to pull a lasso. I'm going to coach soccer at this point to get out of this. Okay, so they want to fire him in October. It was a bad season for UCLA. They had a good defense, but it wasn't the greatest of years. They had Dante Moore. He throws a bunch of picks. They shatter him. His confidence goes. He bolts for Eugene. The future doesn't look good with Chip. Why the hell did they keep him then? Like, was it just beating USC? It seemed, everybody, I think Mark thought he was going to get fired. Yeah. And then they randomly blow out USC, which I remember seeing that in Corvallis going, how the hell did that happen? And then they kept him. So, like, how, how did things go from October firing, talk out of it, to keeping Chip Kelly? 
Yeah, it was interesting with Chip Kelly and UCLA. Two bo- two years before that in the Coliseum, they they scored 66 on USC or whatever it was and, and blew them out again. So you beating USC uh, saved Chip a couple of times. And that went over USC last year. You, you're kind of alluding to it. A lot of people talked about that as, a big deal and and what a huge win for UCLA it was what it really did is it saved athletic director Martin Jarman and, and Chancellor Gene Block and the school from the embarrassment of of moving to fire him and then not fire him it was it was sort of a get out of jail card for for Chip and everybody involved if you remember the week after that UCLA got throttled at home by a bad Cal team and and finished four and five in the Pac-12 so it was the, the USC win was just like uh, mana from on high for the people in, in a tough situation. Um, the main reason he was not uh, fired at that time is he had a, the year prior, the athletic director had extended Chip's contract and all of his assistants, and he had an $8 million buyout. He essentially made it more expensive to fire Chip just seven months prior. And then the next season, that same athletic director moves to fire him. So the chance was looking at this and going, you extended this guy last year. And now the middle of the next season, you're going to fire him. If he was this close to being fired, why did you extend him? So essentially it was mismanagement by the athletic director and uh, the chance for being appalled that, that saved Chip along with that USC one. FifthDownCFB.com is where you can find our guest Mark Shipper. You can find him on Twitter as well. Great newsletter covering college football. Chip Kelly bolting UCLA. How, what do you think of Chip as an OC at Ohio State? I know Ryan Day was his quarterback once upon a time in New Hampshire, but what do you make of Chip just as an OC? I'd imagine, too, Mark, that the deal with with whoever was going to hire him, well, NFL not so much, but in college, I'm not recruiting. That guy hates <laughs> recruiting. I'd imagine he's just going to shake a hand, say hi to a kid, and go back in the film room. What do you think of the hire for Ohio State? Yeah, it's interesting. I pulled up a, a tweet. I was just looking through some some old tweets to see what I'd said about Chip, and I said, if UCLA is serious, they need to – move Chip to offensive coordinator and, fi- and hire a serious head coach. That was two years ago. So what do I think of Chip is OC? Uh, I think it's a great move. It's, it's the one thing the guy's gifted at, particularly in the running game. His, his passing game is, I would say, is not, is not nearly as advanced or potent as, as his running game. I would say he's going to have to make some tweaks there. But with the right players, Chip can still dial up an offense. And the big um, – Boon of going to Ohio State for him is is he does not have to recruit as you said he he the guy does not recruit it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen um, UCLA's recruiting classes if you look at it in the 21st century the 21st century has not been UCLA's best era of football by a long shot um, their recruiting class average is 17th nationally so uh, UCLA can get players Chip's final recruiting class was 86th in the country. I mean, the, the, it's, un, it's unreal how he doesn't recruit. Wow. Now, you go to Ohio State, that's a recruiting juggernaut, a machine. Those guys will go anywhere in the country and pull the best player out of a state, and they got the staff to do it. So I think Chip's going to walk out onto the practice field and game field at Ohio State and go, oh, my God, look at these guys who are going to be running my offense. This is absolute perfection for me. So I think Ohio State – made what looks like a great move for the uh, offensive coordinator position. Did UCLA make the right hire at coach? We were talking about how who's going to take the coaching gig, and then I think 15 minutes later they tweeted Deshaun <laughs> Foster, who had just left to the Raiders even though he was on the staff. He's come back to his alma mater. I know they did the traditional college thing where the coach 
that's kept that the players like. They celebrate in the auditorium. It's a great video to see. I'm happy for the kids, but that doesn't mean it's good. Do you think they made the right hire? Like, what do you make of UCLA in the way they're operating just the football department? Yeah, I, I would say hiring a coach because the currently rostered players like him purely for that reason would be a bad plan. Um, I use the example of Miami. Miami had a couple of coaching turnovers during its glory years in which players wanted certain guys who were on staff, and the university wisely said no. Um, when Howard Schnellenberger left, the players wanted a guy. Miami brought in Jimmy Johnson. They won the national title. When Jimmy Johnson left, the players wanted a certain guy. The university said no. They brought in Dennis Erickson. They won two more national titles. Um, when Butch Davis left, the players wanted Larry Coker. They hired Larry Coker. Now, Coker won a title, but it was with Butch uh, Jones's team, or Butch Davis's team, pardon me. And, and then the, the program fell apart under Larry Coker. So mm-hmm. did UCLA make the right hire? I, UCLA was constrained in this moment. The timing's super awkward. We're just a few weeks before spring football practice is going to begin. Um, Chip Kelly's assistants, like I, I – I, I said earlier, we're extended along with Chip. So UCLA has some assistants who are on staff for a couple years that the school doesn't want to buy out. So whoever was going to come in to coach was going to be saddled with the staff. And as you guys know, most, most coaches want to bring in their own guys. They want to bring in their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, position guys, and, and they weren't going to be able to do that at UCLA. So Deshaun Foster knows these guys. He's been on staff with these guys and he can work with these guys. So, if Deshaun works out, great for UCLA, um, but UCLA may be looking to make the decisive move in a couple of years, and they'll have a new chancellor at the school and, uh, and maybe a new AD to do it. So that's, that's what I'd say about UCLA right now. Mark, I'll get you out of here with this. Who do you think wins the Big Ten next year, the old B1G? Do you got Ohio State, Oregon, or do you got a team out there? Is it Michigan going to come back and, and you know represent its crown? I, there's a lot of question marks with certain programs and the new realigned B1G, who's your pick to win the conference next year? Yeah, the B1G League. Um, you know, what's really fascinating to me is, is Oregon is going into that league with one of the best rosters in the country. and So obviously one of the best in the Big Ten. And then uh, Ohio State's going to be right there with them and, and chip at OC. I think Michigan's replacing too much of that staff and, and too many of the guys to defend their title for a fourth straight time. So I think Michigan probably drops back a little bit. Um yeah, Ohio State, uh, Oregon at the top is actually – it's one I just got a little bit of a feeling about. I'm interested to see Iowa with their new offensive coordinator and see if they can score some points. The defense is obviously uh, elite Mark, almost every Mark, year. So. Mark, 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 you're not wrong yes, on the sir. defense. That offense is never going to be good. That guy wants to punt the football. What offense is he ever going to bring in <laughs> that's going to be good? That guy doesn't want offense. He wants to punt and play defense. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's been a formula that's worked for him a bit. You know, they had to, Iowa had better offenses earlier in, in Kirk Ferentz's tenure. They you know they scored twenty eight, thirty one, thirty four a game, and uh, you know won a couple of Big Ten titles. But we'll see. It certainly had slipped to all time lows in the last few years, which was really like shockingly bad. So so we'll see. Yeah, all time great sweatshirt created from that team this year. Just punts. That's we're just rooting for punts in the under, baby. Mark Shipper, fifth down CFB.com. Great newsletter in college football. Joining us for how this Chip Kelly UCLA divorce ended up happening. Chip Bolts as the head coach of UCLA to stay in the conference and coach the offense of a different team instead of being the head man. 
I think speaks to UCLA and Chip Kelly both for different reasons. Mark, thanks for hopping on with us this morning, man. We always appreciate the time and for the latest on Chip Kelly and UCLA. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Take care out there, all right? All right, there we go. Mark Shipper, fifthdowncfb.com. Uh, just what a weird situation between UCLA and Chip Kelly to go from we want to fire this guy, he loses to not a not-so-good Arizona State team to, oh, big booster and president, we just extended him. We're not going to fire him. Um, and so they just stuck it out. He beats USC at the end of the year, and they kind of double down on their stupidity. And Chip doesn't like the situation, clearly doesn't have a great situation with the athletic director. And so he's going to bolt to a program he doesn't need to recruit. He just coaches offense because they've got skill guys all over the place. Uh, a really wild story in college football in general. So good stuff there from Mark Shipper of FitDownCFB.com. Uh, coming up next, one for swag. Next on The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. With memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. All right, good stuff from Mark Shipper on Chip Kelly's departure from the Bruins. Uh, we have a lot to get into. The mail sack at 8.15, so get the mail sack questions in. If you're just tuning in, any and all questions are always welcome at the mail sack. Uh, Mike Richmond at 8.30. I got something for you, Swag. I wanted to do this in the 6 a.m. hour, and we got sidetracked. That's okay. Far away. I would like... You have the honor. I have an opinion, but I'd like your thoughts mm. as this weekend... I watched more videos of people drunkenly slipping around mud and rolling down hills shirtless and slob, you know, big slobs yeah. and golfers <laughs> cursing out fans. The waste management for a long time, we've we've largely applauded what the waste management is as a tournament. Yes, as the anti as the anti the anti tournament. Golf, it's it's its own yes. unique thing. It's kind of a writer cuppy kind of vibe. Yes. It seems to have gone a, a step further. The shark. They had there were a whole bunch of um, you know circumstances surrounding this. So they had the weather issues the first couple of days. They've had un, you know them in, in Southern California have had ridiculous amounts of rain that they have not seen in forever. Well, they need it. I mean. uh, yeah, I don't know if it's well. I don't know if they're able to retain any of it or if it's just uh, you know all washing away as it comes down, but. Uh, and it all came to a head Saturday. They actually had to shut off no more general admissions coming in. They shut off alcohol sales. Uh, there were portions of the course uh, that were normally available for spectators to congregate at uh, that were that they were avoiding because it was all muddy and they were sliding around. So they were more on the pathways that, and so there was congestion. So there. They're reviewing the whole thing. Uh, when, when it's dry there, when it's dry, yeah. they have hills that, like, it's so padded down the grass that it's, yeah. like, kind of a slide. Yeah. I, I follow, you know, I'm like everybody else that golfs, you know, somewhat to a lot, whatever. I follow a couple golf accounts, and one of the more famous ones on, on Instagram is Zyre Golf. And I follow that account, and, man, I, I'm not policing anybody. You want to do what you do, then fine. But, like, as somebody, just my my viewpoint on it, I, I kind of was left a little uncomfortable this week in the amount of videos of people drunkenly falling face first into mud, 
getting up, stumbling their asses out of the video screen, yeah. and people around, oh, 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 bro, and then like shirtless guy who's clearly blackout drunk, rolling down the mud hill, and you know, I golfers can be a little uppity from here to there, but like most mostly they've they've accepted what this tournament is. Yeah, it seemed like it jumped the shark this it week. It did jump the shark. Uh, there's already big plans. So the Thunderbirds is the charity volunteer organization that that organizes things how it goes. All the volunteers are from that organization. They've raised millions and millions of dollars. They've won PGA Tournament of the Year five out of the last seven years. So yeah. Um, but I, things I, got away from them this year. They, I have every confidence that they will dial it in and find a way to keep it from getting out of control and still allow the same sort of environment. Because the biggest risk right now on the tour for sponsors is, uh, you know, they're asked, being asked to shell out all this money now, upping it but keeping players and if players don't want to go to that tournament anymore and you don't have a field that amounts to much of anything then there's no point in the investment the 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 tournament's always largely been about kind of boozy loudness but yeah I, and I, you have it on one hole. I think before it was kind of no, congregated yeah. on one hole yeah now it's the and whole. now it's the whole thing yes. and so it's there were people like I it's kind of like to me I just I I don't view it in a positive. I mean, I grew up around some alcoholic people, so like for yeah. me, when I see drunkenness, sometimes I do think it's funny. Yeah, but it's like, getting a little towards no, you know, no, spring was, break in Fort Lauderdale. This was gross. I saw grown ass men sitting on chairs, pissing themselves, just staring off because they're not even there consciously. Yeah. I saw a guy sleeping and had to be waken up by four or five cops, and like to even be awakened, he was sitting in the grandstands. I saw a lot of like that kind of content, and I think that's just gross and disgusting. It's not something, yeah. like I think there's a line here, and the line clearly was crossed. If there was ever a year where the tournament and the crowd summed up looked like an outhouse, yeah, as a waste management, I know a garbage company, but looked like an outhouse. It was this year's. It was just gross drunkenness. Yeah, and then lobby. you had you also had the issue of the first couple Sloppy, of days. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, where you had play suspended, so there wasn't actual play going on, but the crowd was still there. What were the you know? So they just went and. So they're going to need some more alcohol monitors. They need to, their servers need to pay better. And it's always tough because somebody can go up and get, you know, four beers in line and take them back to whoever. So they need to to figure out how to keep that under control a little bit more. It, it was a tournament that I think two years ago we talked about it and like yeah. openly like, hey, could you imagine catching a Super Bowl and the tournament? How fun that yeah. would be. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to wait another year of my life to see so how So the it other goes thing is, year. will they get rid of general admission, like, one-day tickets? Maybe they make you buy a whole week at this point, and that might deter some of it. Like, if you got to shell out for the whole week to get a pass. Well, it's wild to watch those. I mean, those people are lined up at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. to go get the seats at 16. Yep. And, you know, all the good lines for the – I mean, it's just boozing from the minute you get in there. So, like, it's not a policing thing. It's just more like, how can you – well, got to manage How can you it. Rain it yeah. in a little bit yeah. more because I think this year it crossed a line where I was like uncomfortable watching the coverage of it. Yeah, and then you see Billy Horschel telling guys to shut the f up. You see Zach Johnson get into it with some fans, and 
that's it. Once it starts interfering with and interrupting the play and the players start saying stuff, that's what will get their attention more than anything else. I just thought it was interesting this week with Super Bowl going on that that was in the the backdrop and how just kind of ugly it felt like it was this year versus some of the other yeah. years they've had it. There was a confluence of events that oh, absolutely. led to it that, absolutely. that were unusual for that tournament. Uh, we have a loaded final hour. I have an admission. Uh, I'm not proud, but I kind of am. I'll tell you what that is. We got the mail sack as well, and Mike Richmond's going to join us coming up uh, in the final hour at the bottom of the hour. That's Crunch Time brought to you by Crunch Fitness as low as $9.99 per month. Multiple locations. Find them at crunch.com. Loaded final hour, Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. She's going around the corner. Come on. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love, and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego, and a couple of new people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. We should date. What? Date? As if we should date sometime, you know, socially. Go ahead, kick it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. <laughs> You're pretty sick, Chubbs. The Fan. Hey, welcome back in. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2 and YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. Uh, we've got Mike Richmond, the homie, hopping on at the bottom of the hour at 8.30. we got the mail sack at 8.15, so any and all questions, we got them coming in right now at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They should you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them. At VancouverFord.com for more information. You can get those questions in. I'll check YouTube here in just a second. If you got questions on YouTube you want to throw up as well. Um, before we start the final hour, I want to give you a heads up that we have our first Fan Winter Golf Classic coming up on Tuesday, February 27th, out at X Golf Twalton in Vancouver. The X Golf Twalton round is sold out, the 4 p.m. round. And the noon round is filling up fast. So this is Tuesday, February 27th. You can choose from either the noon or 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Vancouver. Danny, Dusty, and Isaac Kazook will be live on both locations. The winning threesome will win a foursome at our 10th annual Fan Golf Classic this summer. And the last place threesome will receive a free lesson at X-Golf. Again, I maintain it's great to get into the Fan Golf Classic this summer. It's always a fun event. I maintain the take. There's going to be enough bad teams where we're going to have tanking. There's going to be some process Sixers, some Trailblazers, Hornets, Wizard stuff going on at this tournament because people want free golf lessons. And so keep an eye on that one. How truly awful do those scores get? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but you can always go at 1080fan.com to try to sign up your threesome. There'll be food for the golfers from Victor Rico's and Pearl Catering, the Urban Restaurant Group. All golfers will play Pebble Beach on the simulators. Again, 1080thefan.com for more info and to sign up your threesome now. Swag, do you have a threesome for this event? I don't. You guys are uh you guys aren't available, so I don't know. 
I don't I, even know, you know if I have a spot if they've saved one for me. That is my niece's birthday, and oh. we have a family thing going on. So I wasn't even aware this was going on on that day until the day we had to announce it. So I will not so, uh, yeah. make it, but I'm super excited because everybody's going to— Probably gonna... the closest I'll ever get to playing Pebble Beach. You're going to play Pebble Beach in your life. Okay. We stop. Stop it. You're going to play Pebble Beach. One of these road trips, you're going to find a way to play Pebble Beach. I just, I don't know how, but you will. You'll figure it out. Hopefully. Um, again, mail sack coming up at 8.15. Mike Richmond at 8.30. Interesting little tidbit from old Adam Schefter. NFL drafts around the corner. Yeah. The Which- Bears are telling the commies, you want this? We need historic trade stuff. I don't know if that's going to happen. But if the Bears are going to move off fields, Shefty kind of hinting the old Pat McAfee yesterday. Watch. Watch Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Yeah, there was a report that uh, Tomlin loves fields. Loves Justin Fields. Uh, Yeah, currently they don't have a uh, solid option at quarterback in Pittsburgh. Let's be honest. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Two Gloves, not cutting it. They basically benched him at the end of the year last year for Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, and, and they just parted ways. Trubisky. Yeah, well, no, it's they didn't turf him. Swag, mutual parting of ways. Okay, it's always my favorite term for people that are basically getting fired. Save that in case I'm ever mutually parting ways with a fan. I did not get fired. It's mutual. Um, but yeah, Justin Fields to the Steelers. Does that change the equation to you to the Steelers? Where are you at on Justin Fields? He's so hard to evaluate. I, mean, I, I physically, find him impossible. He's an to amazing, evaluate. you know, prospect. He's 6'3, 220. Yeah. He's Run, a, he's physical, he's durable. Yes. Um, he's he fast. got a receiver this year in DJ Moore and was far more efficient and effective throwing the football. But <laughs> some of the deep dive analytic people are like kind of snuffing that one out of like, eh, was he though? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't that. know. I, find I don't him, know. I do find him to be the most puzzling of all the quarterbacks in the league. I find him, even above Deshaun Watson, who what the hell is that? I find him hard to give an opinion on because I don't think he's good, but he has moments. So maybe change of scenery and the Bears being just an abject disaster of an organization for as long as they have been is the problem, not so much field. So maybe stabilizing things at the head coaching spot. We know Tomlin's not going to get fired. Stabilizing the defense. Pittsburgh seemingly always has a good defense. And just letting him restart in the Pittsburgh kind of culture is the way to go there. Again, Chicago not the most amazing franchise in the NFL. But I also just I find him a hard player to gauge if that's going to be a true difference maker for Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh's one of those weird teams where we love to cite that Tomlin's never finished below 500. But what have they won? Yeah, recently. It's, it's yeah. been a minute. It's been a hot minute since the Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. Bell, and Brown days yeah. of getting to an AFC crown, an AFC title game, and, and getting schlacked. It's been a minute. He won that Super Bowl in 08-ish, yeah. 08 09. And so it's just largely been a lot of like, ah, they're good, but they're never truly great. I don't know if Fields does that for them because, again, I don't feel amazing about him, but I like I want to leave some wiggle room for the take. You know what I mean? I don't want to go all in on the take yet. Yeah, see, I, I think 
I think they're playing it great. I think he's trying to drive up. If somebody really wants the number one pick, it, it's a King's Ransom. Does four first get the first round pick for them, the first pick? Um, or does it have to go to five? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> or is it like three ones and three seconds and two thirds? Like what? What well, is that? I, and I don't know them? if you could throw in like, is there, are there players? If it's a combination of picks and players, like what the right combination is, because you don't want to. I mean, if you could get, who are you giving Chicago? If you're DC, you kind of sold off your parts last year. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying from their standpoint is here's here's what we is it all picks or do I want I need four first round picks and I need two players at this level. I, I don't know what the formula is. The danger of trading up, Dirt highlighted this before he went out. The danger of trading up and what it largely leads to has you know, it does, hasn't resulted in great things. No, because you have to be you have to be so certain that Caleb Williams is so head and shoulders above Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever else. I think he is by all the reporting. That he can overcome the void of other talent that you either won't have or won't be getting in the next year or two to get him. Here's the other part. If you're Caleb, are you doing any workout? Are you going to the combine doing anything? Are you having even a pro day? Is any kind of one you of the? Ha- uh, I'm not saying he doesn't need to, but I don't know if is is it necessary. Probably not. Um, you're going to interview people, and you still have to do all the measurements and all that stuff, medical history, all those things. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't expect him to work out at the combine. I don't know if he'll have a pro day. He might have a pro day. He might be at pro day at USC to help the other USC players. Um, you know, he's throwing to the receivers or tight ends or doing stuff with them. Brendan Rice had a nice year for himself this yeah, year. That so, and obviously, if he's there, um, you know, more eyeballs might show up. Uh, I, I don't know. He, I, he might be, you know, hey, I'll be there to throw to you sort of thing. My stance is I'm not trading that pick. I want him. I'm trading fields. I'm seeing yeah. what I get for fields. I guess how I feel about Fields would be if your team got Justin Fields, would you feel better or would you feel like, meh? Uh, if I'm the Steelers. No, let's say the Chargers don't have Herbert. They're kind of running no. into this, we don't have a quarterback thing. No. Yeah, I don't think I'd feel that way either from the Niner perspective. And I was one going into that, his draft, where I'm like, he's got a relationship with Shanahan. Maybe that is something there where it's like good communication. And then he slipped. Yeah. I, I, I think overall I'm out, but I want that one pick. I want Caleb Williams. That's what I want. Uh, your your Cowboys, your former team, the Cowboys, hired Mike Zimmer. <laughs> They're going into the Wayback Machine. Despite Rex I... Ryan fighting against Adam Schefter on that reporting, that was really weird. <laughs> Rex was like, no, 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 I'm still a candidate. <laughs> Schefter's like, no, they, they're hiring Zimmer. Why are they only talking to 65-year-old candidates? You know why. <laughs> You know why. Come on. Why are they? I'm laughing. A rhetorical question if there ever was one. Uh, so we'll see. The The intel is right now that uh, it might be Justin Fields going to Pittsburgh, Chicago taking Caleb Williams at one. It is draft season, folks. There's a lot to get into as the draft season If I'm Mike Tomlin and I take Fields, I know in the back of my head if it doesn't work, my time's done in Pittsburgh. Uh, or he should know. I don't know. I well, I don't. Do you know about that? Because they, I would think so. I would. There's, think, there's never been a more stable franchise to exist. There hasn't been, but he's been there long enough. 
And if he goes, if he personally is the one that says, I'll be vouching for him. I can make Justin Fields work to the Roonies and it doesn't, then it'll be time for the Roonies to say, Mike, we, we need to redo this thing. Thanks for two decades, but it's time to go do something else. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to the mail sack. If you've got any and all questions, they're welcome at the mail sack. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. The YouTube comments or Twitter, get the mail sack questions in. we got Mike Richmond, the homie, at 830, and I have an admission at 845 to tell you. Dirt and Sprague back with the mail sack on 1080 The Fan. All right, we got the mail sack to get into. Mike Richmond's going to join us at 8.30. Andy Reid, I saw this quote. Andy Reid was asked about Kelsey bumping him during the game, and he said uh, he's a passionate player, and I love that. Even when he chest bumps me to the other side of the 50, he wants to play. He wants to be in there, and he knows I love that. He makes me feel young. As everybody noted yesterday, including the show, if they lose that game, that's a massive story. Yes. That little baby bitch, Travis Kelsey, getting mad because, I put me in. Bumping his old-ass coach like that. What are you doing? Could have knocked that guy out. That's how big you are. And Andy Reid's not small. No, he's a little smaller than he used to be. That's a good thing. And he's an offensive lineman, so he's a naturally bigger guy. But, man, Kelsey comes in there a little more intensely. He's falling down. Yeah. Andy Reid falling down. Got a Don Zimmer situation. That a Tommy Lasorda situation. That would have been wild in a Super Bowl with the game still going. Yeah. Golly. Uh, Mail sack questions are welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Let's start. I'll check the text line in just a minute if you send any last-minute ones in. Uh, Parsing these out. All right, here we go. What is the dorkiest present you have ever given your significant other on Valentine's Day, which is tomorrow? Uh, I don't think I've done anything dorky. Do you love love? I haven't done anything cheesy or dorky. You've never done anything dorky or cheesy? It's Valentine's Day. Do you celebrate it? Do you observe it? Uh, Is that a thing in your house? Not currently. Hmm. Uh, the actress is like, it's it's like any other day. Let's not. She's not uh, big into, you know. Putting expectations that, on stuff. And she's like, uh, yeah, roses. You're going to pay $50 for something that's going to die in three days. Let's mm. let's. She's a bit more practical than that. I have a lukewarm take. I think in our lifetime, we'll find that this holiday disappears more and more. I already feel like I don't see people buying much. Is that I? Am I? Maybe I'm reading. I'm not reading the room. There. I I don't know. It's whenever I go to the store on a Valentine's Day, I don't see people grabbing all the Valentine's Day crap. I think it's becoming less and less traditional about flowers and chocolate. And well, that it's sort not. Of it's thing. it's capitalism. It's not yeah. about actual flowers and chocolates. So, it's about capitalism. So yeah, I think it's more about is is it good to have a day where I think it's more about a shared experience with with the person or people you love. Mm. Doing something like that, like had I, I mean, if I was not going away, traveling tomorrow, like the Oregon Symphony is doing their movies with live score sort of thing, and they're doing Casablanca tomorrow. Okay. Um, I think it's sold out, but I was like, because she loves old movies. Mm. I was like, that would have been cool. Dorkiest thing. I don't participate in the holiday much. If I do buy something, it's just out of, I don't know. I, I'll have to think back to my youth here. Yeah. There was a, I, I gave a Valentine to a girl that had burned me and I, oh. I wrote a dumb poem. Yeah. 
I never tried to do, no, I never tried to go that route. Roses are gave, red, violets are blue, your butt stinks, and so do you. <laughs> Just like double down on the stinking. It was absolutely awful. But I felt great when I delivered it. I'm like, yeah, I told her. <laughs> Don't ever burn me again. Valentine's Day, I love you. Uh, mail sack, any driving scenarios that give us road rage or a pet peeve? This is an easy one for me. Uh, not, uh, they're going to go together. One, signal if you're changing lanes. Let me know where you're going. Just signal. And then two, uh, know where you're going. Get in the right lane. Mm. I, I just know where you're going. Know where you're going. Okay. If you don't, then don't make up for it at the last minute. Pull over, figure out where you're going. Then if you got to double back or you miss a left, you got to take three rights, do that. But no, you're not the, you are not the center of the attention when you're out there driving. There's millions of us out there. If you miss it, you got to circle back. I'm certainly guilty of speeding. I had at one point early in my life, I had 12 speeding tickets. Not like in a row in like days, but I had my license suspended twice because if you get, I think it's four speeding tickets in a year. Yeah, I I don't know how many how many years it takes for stuff to. It was something like that. Anyways, I'm I've gone fast. Okay, (laughs) I'm admitting this now as I'm older and I'm driving an electrical car. I'm trying to conserve the power. You're in eco mode, baby. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to get those miles. Uh, the last like two years, even before I got the eco car, I would say something for me is the aggressively fast driver, the ride your ass yeah, and then zip on over, barely get in front of you and zip back in front. And then like the, the screaming down, like it's one thing for me to get caught going 75 in the 65. It's another to watch you going 91 miles an hour down a 45-mile-an-hour yeah, highway. Weaving in and out of traffic. Weaving in and out, putting yourself over it. I mean, I had I had not so long ago. I shared it, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back. I had, like, a panic attack, so I was driving home down Highway 212. I live in Damascus, so I'm going down 212, and I'm getting to where you'd turn off to 224. It's a delightful little taco truck there, by the way. <laughs> and this, I, I don't know, it couldn't have been any anywhere older than 25, 26. Yeah speeding in and out. And I am I see this in my mirror, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the old kind of crotchety guy. Yeah. And I cut, I, 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 I'm going the speed limit, but I'm to a point where the car next to me, we're kind of blocked him in. He can't get past us. I'm not kidding. He just moved his car into my lane, and I'm like, am I going to let him hit me? I'm going 50 on a 45, and now I'm kind of like, oh, my God. I, I had to go to the middle lane, and we're neck and neck in the middle lane, and he's just not caring. I look over, and he don't care. I don't know if he's high off his ass, yeah, or if he's just some punk twenty something. Man, I, I, I wanted to physically fight him. Yeah, I know. I wanted to like rear end him into the wall, get out of my car, pull his body out, go. and just you lay go cold into trickle his, on his ass. Yeah, lay into him. I had not felt that way in a long time. The aggressively fast driver. It bothers yeah. me. We are all going to a destination. Yeah. Some people go a little slower. Okay, go to the speed limit. But the aggressively fast driver. Oh, oh, I want to fight. I and I don't. I'm not a violent guy. I don't want to fight ever. I want to fight when that happens. That's a pet peeve. Um, here we go. Mail sack. Injury that sounds super lame, 
but is sneaky, super painful, and debilitating. I want to nominate a really bad ingrown toenail. Uh, yes, that's near the top of the list. I've never, fortunately, never had one. It's awful. Yeah. It's just because it, there's a lot of nerve endings in your toe down there. It does, to the listener's and point. And it's excruciating. It sounds like a weak-ass injury. Lame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gout is another one of these. It sounds lame, but like yeah. if you get it, it can be really oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think cramps are among those as well. Like if you get a foot cramp in the middle of the night and you're like your foot locks up or your calf locks up or all of a sudden in the middle of the night, it's excruciating, but it's pretty lame. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good it's one, one thing. If you're getting cramps at the end of a football game, you've been out there, you know, playing your guts out. It's another thing. If you're just in bed and all of a sudden your, your muscle locks up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it, uh, if it sounds lame, but it definitely is. Anytime you wake up and you found that you just slept wrong and your, your neck, your, your neck is so up. stiff and you can't, you have to turn your body to look that that's the worst because we all know how painful that is, especially when it happens. But also it's kind of funny to watch somebody who it's happened to and they have to turn their whole body and you're like, what happened? I slept wrong. I, the act of sleeping where I'm unconscious, I did that incorrectly to the point where I've hurt myself. That's always kind of been one for me. And it's, it happens to me quite often, and it just pisses me off because it takes about two, three days for it to finally kind of go away. That's absolutely one. Uh, mail sack question, and we got to speed this up because we got Richmond coming up here. Uh, here we go. This one's for swag. If pilots are getting smacked by the Zags, what are you saying in the midst of a 30-point beatdown to keep people listening as long as possible? Um, well, I think you're, uh, you're looking on to the rest of the seat. You're starting to look at the, the upcoming schedule. You're uh, looking for, uh, usually by then, if it's by then, you're having some of the guys that don't play as much that are into the game and talking about their development. You're still calling the game. Um, I rely on stats a little bit to paint the picture. Mm. I don't uh, know if you've gotten me excited there, Swigard. But it's, where's the personal anecdotes? This is kind of like me and one of the coaches last night down at that <laughs> uh, hotel bar. I try to I try to stay away from. It's a little tougher on the road when I'm by myself. When I'm at home, obviously, I can talk. Uh, Joel Sabaka is my partner. Is fantastic. Uh, so I can kind of get into the coaching aspect of, okay, what's what's going on in the huddles right now? What are you trying to, you know, that sort of thing to try to get inside the locker room and the bench to understand how you can still try to get something out of it. Mm. But, yeah, it's tough. Uh, listener asking, are we all in? Mail sack question and all in on Beaver baseball. Seems to be an Omaha or bust group. Uh, a lot of yeah, accolades. I've seen consensus with the top 27 10. different college baseball polls that are there. Top 10 consensus across the board. Um, so, yeah, this looks like it's uh, all in on on a, having a season and and uh, putting everything together. You know, obviously it's contingent upon health. Sure. But, 
But it's a season of expectation down in Corvallis. Uh, they're expecting. Yeah. I, I would say there's people that are uh, already have. Uh, Canham's been there long enough. Trip to, watch on yeah. tickets to Omaha in June. Uh, this is a spray question. My Niners win the Super Bowl and Oregon State goes to the CFB, but I have to give up sex with my wife until then. Do I take the deal? So what? So what was that? The Niners win the Super Bowl and Ooh. Oregon State goes to the CFP, but I cannot have sex with my wife. I'm assuming until after the Niners win the Super Bowl. So about right now. Yeah. So basically one year. Hmm. <laughs> what would your wife say? <laughs> well, she loves Big Daddy. <laughs> oh, there we go. My wife is saying no to this. <laughs> Screw your teams. Get home. Get home, Daddy. Uh, no, my wife's probably relieved. I can stop seizuring on her for all of 88 <laughs> seconds. Did you like that? I think I was really good. I'm breathing heavy. Uh, no, I'm not taking this deal. I love sports. I was devastated on Sunday. Uh, I probably sounded like it a little bit yesterday on the show. And again, I'm sorry for that, but sports yeah. are sports. Uh, no, that's a great deal, but no. I... I yeah. <laughs> I like to seizure on my wife for 73 <laughs> seconds. It's a, it's a hobby of mine. I'm quite fond of it. Uh, last one. You want your wife to age like a Kardashian or Selma Hayek? This is a no-brainer. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Goat. You want to have goat talk? Selma Hayek. <laughs> goat. In human history, goat. Come on. Yeah. I'm seeing how Kim's aging. A lot of... Un, you know, she's deflating the butt a little bit. The lips are getting a little smaller. We're going yeah. back to the all-natural look now. We've been shaming people out of cosmetic surgery. I see what's going on there. Salma? Well, if she's had much done, if, it's if she's not had a much, little Botox and, and it's whatever. Have been uh, quality work that oh, she's had done. Gorgeous, gorgeous human being. There we go. Mail sack every Tuesday at uh, 8.15. Mike Richmond, Locked On Blazers, joins us. Coming up next on The Fan. Well, the uh, the old Blazers, T-Wolves, get ready for the big matchup in the West. Tickets as low as $3. I'm seeing people sell tickets in the 100 level for $33. So this might be a game to catch. And Edwards, Rudy Gobert is probably going to win Depoy. Cat's been really good. Minnesota coming off of a, a win last night, a really convincing win against the Clippers. Mike G. Rich on Twitter. Mike Richmond, the homie from Locked On Blazers podcast. Uh, he joins us now. Good morning, Mike. How are we doing? Oh, great. Just so excited for a couple couple fun matchups with the fighting T-Wolves this week. I want to commend you before we start this thing off because I'm a, I'm a pretty regular listener, and I, I, I brought it up this morning. I like to listen early in the a.m. before I get into work, and I'm like, oh, what the hell does he talk about? And it was a nice little Delano Banton tease, and I went, yep, that's... That's the season now. Um, at this point, what are we to expect from the Blazers? Like Malcolm's being reevaluated in two weeks. Shaden's seemingly done for the year. Ant's been in and out with injuries. Aiton's been in and out with injuries. Largely the only stable one's been Jeremy from a vet perspective. And then it's a bunch of like guys that some of us haven't even heard of. How, how are you viewing the Blazers right now? Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because you would hope for this season to give them some sort of direction, like here's where we're pointing to. And it's not like they're um, completely aimless, but because of the injuries and because of sort of their talent level, it's like, so what do they build from? It's like, what, what, is, what is it? Where do they go from here? You know, I think Jabari Walker has been a nice story, but Jabari Walker is not a foundational, like, 
tier one star you build with. Same with Tumani Kamara, Chris Murray, your guys are going to play tonight. It's like they're, um, you know, they're, it's just, I guess what I expect for them to is to finish out the season and to leave us with not a lot to talk about on the radio. Uh, let me ask you about that. I don't know if I was texting you or Gundy. You know, there's uh, I got a couple people I text regularly about hoops. I might have been texting Gundy, but if I, it was you, I'm sorry. I was thinking about of the season, the takeaway, and I know the season's not over yet, but some of the, like, Shaden's not going to come back. Uh, Scoot is a rookie. He's 19. Is is Jabari, like, their most positive takeaway from the season? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make an argument for like? Because I'm, I was with you what you said this morning, or on the pod last night, and I heard it this morning of, like a little underwhelmed with Ant. Like I know he's scoring at you know a good level, but I just expected a little more in other areas, and I haven't gotten it. Da has been up, and I know he's been more up lately, but he's had some down moments as well. Uh, Jeremy's kind of what I expected. Scoots nineteen, Shaden's played thirty. Like I just went through, and I'm like. My God, is Jabari Walker going to be their big positive takeaway from the year? Yeah, I, I think it's it's. I think the the Jabari Walker sort of fits in this little section that you could say is like they they, they seem to have found some guys who can be role players moving forward. Like I think Tamani Kamara is going to be a good role player in the NBA. I think Jabari Walker is clearly going to be a pretty good role player in the NBA. Um, you can see shades of it with Chris Murray, although he hasn't put it together. Um, Matisse Bible forgot how to shoot since the calendar flipped over, but he, he looks like a pretty good role player too. So it's like they found some, some, some guys, but they don't have that piece yet. And it's hard to continue building with, a, it's hard to move forward with a rebuild. If you don't have that, this is the guy we build with peace. And they just don't have that right now. Mike Richmond locked on blazers podcast, uh, five days a week. He, he, man, he brings it in a way that nobody else in this market does. And I'll put myself in that category as well. I'm not potting five days a week. So you're, you're a true soldier for this stuff, but you know, there, there's not a lot, I think from the, the trade deadline, I, I tried to get you on and we had a schedule conflict the only thing I had that I thought was interesting, because Joe seemed a little more buttoned up at the presser, it wasn't as like stepping in it as it was a year ago when he's like, we're going to put our <laughs> chips all in. I think he learned a lesson from that in the draft day, uh, the draft night presser, where he's like, yeah, Scoot and Dame can definitely be a thing with Ant. Yeah. Um, but he did say something that caught my ear, and I don't, maybe, like Danny kind of poo-pooed it a little bit, I'm curious if you do. He said, "I like figuring out our identity and style of play." And I, I understand fully that a lot of guys have been in and out of the lineup, but this is year three of the coach, and I, I just kind of heard that, and I'm like, "Shouldn't that be the thing we we know the most?" Even if guys and the moving parts aren't all there, like how did I don't know if you heard that the same way I heard it, or if you cared at all, but I heard that at that presser, and I'm like, eh, I feel like I should know that in year three of my coach's tenure. Well, they were supposed to play extremely fast. They were going to be a team that flies up and down. I've and heard that for three bottom, years now. And actually, I've heard that for five. five teams, <laughs> bottom five teams in transition frequency. Okay. They were going to share the ball and move it and be this team. That, and they're bottom in the league in assists and, a bottom, and near the bottom of the league in just like raw passes, like how many times they pass a game. They have this idea of what they want to play, and they've never established it. And whether that is the like failing of a coach to either implement a style or recognize what his players are actually capable of, it's a problem. It's mm. a problem. Either way, either way you slice it, that's an issue. Um, I don't know that I make the same, like, this is Joe Cronin 
frustrated with the coaching staff. I think sometimes he just kind of says stuff. But, oh, oh um, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to suggest he was. It was just a blurb that he had said in the presser sure, of things sure. he's looking for by the end of the year. Yeah, and I, I think I. I mean, I think the 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 real knock on this team is is that here we are, whatever, fifty some games into the season, and it's not a hundred percent clear what their like true foundational identity is. You kind of know what you'll get from game to game. They play pretty hard, um, and they. Um, I guess they press a little bit. <laughs> That's an identity. But like in terms of like stylistic stuff, I don't think they have like a, a really strong outline. It's still a little bit loose. Some of that is injuries and, and some of that is youth. And some of that is probably the coach not um, really get, getting hard outlines yet. Uh, yeah. Year three, a coach wants to do a certain style of play and they're still not doing it. I'm, I'm going to lean a little bit. That's the coaching. I, I'm curious. We put a poll question up. Are you ready to live in a world where the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the NBA finals? I'm not ready to trust them though. Last night was really fun. I'm kind of still stuck in the nuggets out of the West. And then, you know, we'll see in the East. I hope it's Milwaukee because I want to see Denver, Milwaukee, but where are you at in the Western conference? How do you view these other teams at the top? Well, I, I know you're a betting man. I know you're a losing betting man, actually. I've seen Sprague in the line. You're not doing well. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> Appreciate you bringing that up. Listeners, don't give me a hard enough time. Hey, l- listeners, let him know. <laughs> I hit the text line. This guy does a lot of losing. This guy uh, but, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the T-Wolves are not getting love in Vegas. Um, they are, they, the T-Wolves have, have longer odds than the New York Knicks to win the championship, which really speaks to how many people are betting on the Knicks. Shout out to my Knicks fans out there yep. smashing the betting lines. But like, they have long odds. And I, I think here's the problem. In the playoffs recently, the teams that have won have won because they can score. Uh, the last two champions have been, you know, Golden State was, was kind of mediocre uh, on offense, but they have stats and they can score. And like in the regular season, they're mediocre. They have Steph, they can score in the half court. The Nuggets were kind of, you know, right near like an average defense, but they were just awesome on offense. The T-Wolves just don't, they, their problem is that when games get close, when they have lost recently, they don't have like a good enough offense right now to score when it gets tight. And that is the thing that doomed the Celtics when they got to the championship. And um, really good teams can get caught up in that is that they don't have like the dude or the system that allows you to get easy baskets the league has leaned offense. Offense wins championships these in these these days. So um, I think they can be really good. I would be surprised if they make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I think to that point too on the offense, I think they're one of the leading teams to have blown double digits. I know their record's amazing, but like they've had other games where they've been up twenty and they've lost those games. So they their offense kind of gets into that little uh, eh, gets stuck a little bit. Uh, I'm largely with you. Uh, thank you for hopping on this morning. Thanks for diving in. I, I I know it's not the prettiest of time, but you're doing a great job on that podcast. I know everybody's telling you that, but I just want you to know that out. You know, unlike you telling me I suck at my job, you're really good at yours. Okay, so thanks for hopping on hey, with us this morning. Thanks so much. I'm glad that you spent nine minutes on the Trailblazers this morning. That's brave. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a safe space. Safe uh, safe <laughs> space. So thanks for hopping on, Mike. Thanks, man. All right, there we go. Mike Richmond, the homie, locked on Blazers. Uh, an admission. That I have coming up next on The Fan. A fun show this morning, Swag. One more day with you and then you're out for the week. Pilots basketball. Yep. Uh, We will get to tomorrow. It's not like the entire show theme, but one thing that you mentioned on Monday and on Sunday night, and we got into a little bit of a little tease. 
What are people into when football goes away? How many people are with us in draft kind of mode? I'm in NBA mode. Baseball's around the corner. Um, well, you know, what, what people are into. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. I have an admission, and I, as you can see what I'm wearing today, if you're watching on the YouTube stream. Yeah. Or you catch it later. You're ready to join Big 12 country. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Coach Prime. I wish they would have gone to the Big 12. I bought a Prime sweatshirt. Coach Whittingham. Mainly because I, I thought it was funny. I mean, that Nike was very quick to make that Colorado <laughs> Prime gear, and it was selling out quick. <laughs> Uh, so I bought it out of a joke, but honestly, it's really comfortable. Is more why I'm wearing it. Not a Colorado fan, but uh, there's something else that's very popular. I tried to buy it yesterday. It sold out in minutes. Dunking's pullover jacket, the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Dunkin' Donuts commercial with J Lo. I went to their merch, yeah, and I tried to buy the Dunking's pullover, and it sold out in two minutes. I had no chance. Like you know they're going to be making more of those. Oh, they have to. I, the demand was insane. They they released it right at 9 a.m., and I, I think I hopped on at 9.10, and it wasn't even available as like a buy for later option. It was completely off of <laughs> Couldn't their Couldn't get merch. a rain check, huh? It sold out, and I, I, I have to have one. I'm getting one. That is... I didn't talk much about the commercials. I think you also need to get the uh, the pink glasses that Damon was rocking, too. I wouldn't be mad at that, either. <laughs> I don't know if I can go full matching outfit with the sweats, but uh, the tracksuit. But I want the pullover bad. Oh, but that if commercial, you and Dirt could pull that off, I guess you'd have to be Affleck in that uh, in that twosome. Yeah, I'd have to color a beard on myself. Uh, but if you could pull that off for a Halloween or some sort of uh, costume party, it's that, a sneaky good. Point. That would be classic. He's wearing the pink glasses. I'm yep. Affleck over here. Yep. Uh, God, that's a good idea. I kind of want to do that now, but I'm buying it when it when it re releases. I'm buying a Dunking's pullover. I have no shame. I love that commercial. Because you can see Dirt holding the whatever the glass is with the three uh, munchkins shoved on the straw over the iced lot or whatever the hell that thing is. As, as he's admitting, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Told you I'd do anything for you. This is anything. Yeah. <laughs> Think they'll let us back in Boston? Probably not. Tom Brady on the ones and twos. Yeah, I missed out on that. Hopefully they re-release it. So do it I so get I to be it. Brady on the ones and twos? If you want to hop in and buy it, it's going to be a little pricey, but it'd be a really funny Halloween uh, we costume. Could, we could plan for uh, you Halloween be the Dunk Kings on the for Halloween? show. Okay. Yeah. We'll be the Dunk Kings for Halloween. Don't let any other show rip that off, by the way. TM. TM. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for the great mail sack questions. All the great texts throughout the show. And uh, tuning in, whether on uh, the app, live on AM or YouTube. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We got a statter story. Yeah, I got a drum up statter story. I still got NFL zigger zag going in the offseason. Yep. And uh, loaded show. We'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m., Dirt and Sprague. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Band. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 